Chapter 43, Pretending It All Away Like the day before, Clara stared blankly, this time through the front window of a boarding house, from an easy chair a few steps from it. Though unlike then, there was no melancholy in her eyes. There was even some wonder in them. She's been acting strange ever since last night, Mrs. Yimlova told Gertrude at the other end of the room. I mean, even stranger than how she was acting when you first brought her here. She's either been staring into the street through that window over there, or into the river through the window in her room. What happened last night, Gertrude asked, after turning in surprise toward a woman about her age who was wearing a long black dress and had her dark brown hair styled in a tight bun. I found her roaming the streets of Yosefov, Mrs. Yimlova revealed. Yosefov, Gertrude muttered with even more surprise. What was she doing there? She wouldn't tell me, Mrs. Yimlova answered. I came upon her as I was returning home after babysitting for my sister. She was talking to some odd-looking man. He wasn't even wearing pants. Really, Gertrude mumbled. She's barely said a word to me. Me neither, Mrs. Yimlova uttered. It took me a long time just to get her name, Gertrude uttered back. Anyway, Mrs. Yimlova continued, I took her home right afterward, and that's when the staring started. At least she looks happier today, noted Gertrude. Thanks to you, I'm sure, Mrs. Yimlova noted back with a smile. I have a feeling that she's been through something awful, Gertrude went on, after returning her attention to Clara and feeling her own awfulness rushing back. What makes you say that, Mrs. Yimlova asked. I just know, Gertrude answered, but maybe she's starting to move a little past it. Are you a relative of hers, inquired Mrs. Yimlova. No, we just have a lot in common, Gertrude replied. I would never figure that someone like you would have a thing in common with someone like her, Mrs. Yimlova remarked. You'd be wrong, Gertrude remarked back. Well, you needn't worry, Mrs. Yimlova insisted. I'll take good care of her. I know you will, Gertrude said with a smile. I'm counting on it. She afterwards started toward the door and called out, I'll see you tomorrow, Clara. Clara didn't respond and Gertrude left the house while noticing that Mr. Molly's car was down the street in front of his office building. This led her to think about paying the man a visit, but realizing that she had way too much to do that day, she instead jumped into her own car and drove the handful of blocks to her home. Not far from this she parked, and she hurried into her building with an array of shopping bags. Like the day before, she pretended to. She pretended many things, such as that her encounter with Clara hadn't affected her and that she was once more in control of herself. But most of all, she pretended that she was just another dumb socialite preparing for another empty night of fun. Mr. Molly has been calling you every five minutes, Kamcha informed her, while taking the bags from her in the doorway. He can be awfully persistent when he wants to be, commented Gertrude which unfortunately isn't often enough. The way you juggle men, Gertie, Kamcha uttered with a shake of her head. I can't even handle one husband. 
I can assure you that it's nothing more than an optical illusion, Gertrude contended. If you say so, Kamcha replied. How are we looking for tonight, Gertrude asked. There must be an entire deer in that kitchen, Kamcha answered while pointing in its direction. I have enough food cooking right now to feed a battalion. That's exactly what's coming tonight, Gertrude said, except that they're all officers apart from the women, of course. There are going to be women too, questioned Kamcha. A few, Gertrude said. Oh, and there will be one surprise guest as well. And who would that be, Kamcha asked. If I told you, Gertrude answered, it wouldn't be a surprise, would it? How are we doing with booze? I just restocked the liquor cabinet the other day, Kamcha maintained while nodding toward it. We'll need at least twice that much for this bunch, Gertrude maintained back with a slow shake of her head. I'll call it in, Kamcha replied. The phone rang in response, which caused Kamcha to add, right after I picked that up. I'll get it, Gertrude told her. It's likely for me anyway. Why don't you just put those things away? All right, Kamcha told her back as she started off. I'll call in the liquor order as soon as you're through. I don't know how I'd get by without you, Gertrude remarked. Please remember that when I ask for my next raise, Kamcha remarked back. I'm already looking forward to it, Gertrude declared. Both women chuckled at this as Gertrude marched up to the phone and picked it up. At once she recognized both the voice and its state. So where's the fire this time, Tunda, she asked. Your gentleman friend paid me a visit this morning, he cried out. Which one, she asked next. You have more than one, he asked back. Do you really need to ask such a question, Gertrude said. It was Captain Stamm, Tunda said back, along with that Jewish colleague of his you mentioned. A most fascinating man, to say the least. You needn't tell me that either, Gertrude insisted. But why were they visiting you? They suspect me of murder, Tunda whispered. Is that all, she replied, and here you had me worried. They've also somehow connected me to certain entities in Yosefov and to some unvoiced conspiracy related to them, he went on, with more than a little fear in his voice. Herman is indeed a fine detective, Gertrude noted before hearing her front door open and close. This caused her to step toward a window facing the front of her building as she added, But I do hope this won't scuttle that big deal you've been working on. It could very well affect it, Tonda contended. Hence the call. I wanted to get your expert advice. Like I told you before, she pointed out, I think you should hasten that deal of yours. Hasten it as much as you can. Interestingly, both Klaus and Herman will be here in a few hours for dinner, along with a very big VIP. How big of a VIP are we talking about, Tunda asked. As big as they come, Gertrude answered, at least in this neck of the woods. You don't know how badly I would love to join you, Tunda uttered. I have a feeling it'll be explosive enough without you, Gertrude uttered back. Oh, well, Tunda murmured with a sigh. 
I have a big day tomorrow. So tomorrow it will be, Gertrude asked. Tomorrow it will be, he asserted. I've just decided, thanks to you. Perhaps I'll call you after the deal's complete, so we can celebrate. I'll be waiting, as they say, she exclaimed, with bells on. Quickly the two said their goodbyes and Gertrude hung up, but she didn't move. She was still staring out the window into the street, where she saw that Comtry was talking to a Nazi officer in front of her home. She saw, too, that the woman was pointing at her unit. While neither of these things were a big surprise to her, she began to wonder whether she needed to be prepared for one.